Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. Well, uh, I'm Bon Diesel, and this is episode 7 of the Echo Cast. I'm going to call this one Uncomfortable Silence. Because, you know, no state of the game. Not that it's that big of a deal. We all know there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. They extended the GE. It's all good. So, what I've been up to the last week and a half, because I've moved the date of the EchoCast, as you may know, we're going to start doing it on uh, Sundays, Mondays. I realized the time frame I was putting it in before was a little congested. And uh, basically, I'm just uh, outclassed <laughs> by some of the other players in the, in the universe here. So, moving it. We'll do a little more reflection on state of the game, a little more prediction of the future of state of the game, things like that. It's in kind of a middle area, and I think that's okay. For content update, for myself and what I've been doing, one of the Division Agent figures came in. The second one's on its way. Once it arrives, I will start the next giveaway. I'm really excited for it. Um, the figure is awesome. The one I got that I'm keeping for myself is very good. I'm uh, pretty impressed with it. It's even better than I actually expected. I thought up close it'd be a little rough, but overall it's it's really, really nice. I have locked up a few people, uh, people you will know, for the Echo Cast, uh, for some guests. I'm going to be recording those separately with those people as their schedules permit. Obviously this episode is not going to be live. You're going to be hearing it after the fact, I'll upload it to SoundCloud and Google, and I will upload it to YouTube over some footage from today's stream, uh, over some legendaries probably. So guests coming up, if uh, anyone's ever interested, or if it seems like a good, ma uh, good match, we may do a guest eventually. But for now, one man show, you've got me. We'll see where it goes in the long run. The location video was completed and put out. Uh, for me, it's one of my better videos uh, view-wise. You can check my YouTube page. There should be links somewhere on whatever page you're looking at. Or you can just search for Bond Diesel on YouTube. Uh, it's gotten some good reaction. Obviously, it's kind of a guess. But, uh, you know, we don't have too much longer to wait to find out if I'm right or wrong. I did have new emotes commissioned. They are all approved as of the time that you're hearing this. They are all approved on Saturday night. So check those out. The, the tier one, which most people will have, uh, is just a bond emote. with uh, It's within a circle with the shade eagle above it. Uh, and then there's a thick and hype emote for two and three. Uh, that are inside of a level five rogue circle thing. So check those out. They're pretty sweet. Uh, really happy with them. Uh, I'll put links and you can check my Facebook for references to uh, where you can get your own done. Uh, and then the last little bit of news I have is E3 is approaching. 
some people put out some maps of the hull and uh we got to see our first example of you know where i'm going to be going uh so far i i've signed my contract or whatever my agreement to be a star player gotten flight details and we have a tentative schedule so it looks like we'll be going to the ubisoft conference on that monday uh so they're gonna throw us right into it which i cannot wait i'm super excited i'm excited to meet the other people who are going to be there i've been trying to reach out touch base with some of the other people who are going to be going um, it there's kind of like that weird nervousness of going and and not knowing anybody i mean you know you know them from conversations and interactions on twitch and twitter and uh playing together and stuff but until you really meet people it's kind of hard to really see what kind of feel you'll get so you kind of go in there knowing like well maybe i'll hang out with every single person who's there or maybe i'll just kind of wallflower it the whole time who knows i'm not gonna worry too much about it until i get there either way i know i'm gonna have fun i know it's gonna be a great event and uh i just i'm really excited i'm excited to be there selfishly for myself and to see the things i want to see there i'm also really excited to try to hopefully bring you guys some exclusive or some you know one of the first uh, content um, i'm gonna do my best to do some stuff while i'm there some live streaming some some vlogs some obviously a bunch of twitter posts and stuff like that so e3 coming soon can't wait uh for stay of the game recap no say of the game this week which is fine like i was saying i kind of doubt there was much to go on and the next episode will be the 100th episode so i suspect they either literally had nothing to talk about or are going to try to bring us something special um, probably maybe some reflection on the last 99 episodes um, and maybe even some news and the news i think they may bring us is um a drop on what shields are and how we get them and maybe what they'll give us in division two and um, what the, the two new legendaries are going to be i've made it pretty vocal that i think at least one of the legendaries will be general assembly i really hope it is i think uh, it's just perfect for it there's so many set pieces in that mission that could be really fun to play through if it's anything like amherst or grand central that i think are really fun and I think they're challenging. I know some people are just throwing on four sets of, you know, 9K stamina striker and just blowing through it, but I'm enjoying them. So, um, so I think grand, I, I think uh, general assembly is a, is a good candidate. Other than that, I don't know. I would personally like to see a map, um, or one of the levels such as Broadway Emporium that never really got much love other than a hard level. Um, you know, people have been talking about like Lexington, Russian Consulate, um, Hudson even. I'm I'd be fine with those. But I'd really like to see another mission that only ever got a hard level and, and that we never got to play on a challenging level. I think that'd be the most fun, personally. You can have your own opinions. Feel free to share them on Twitter, in my Discord, wherever you feel free. Um, I'm genuinely curious about what you guys think the two legendaries are going to be. Um, I'm pretty certain about one, and I literally have no idea on the other. So we'll see. When it comes to shields, I've talked a little bit about it. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm making my expectations insanely low, right? 
I'm basically assuming it's going to be like a monthly assignment instead of a weekly assignment like we currently have, where you'll have a month to complete some list of activities. Um, that's worst case scenario, I think. And, and when I say worst, I don't necessarily mean bad. It's just that's where I'm setting my expectation. So I'm not expecting more because best case scenario, it's some really innovative and neat system where we do some unique or brand new content. Um, even if it's something like, like the Asher mission that we eventually got to play, you know, some unique encounter with something, um, that may not even be impossible to do. I, I don't expect it to be hard, um, but just something different to mix it up a little bit. But again, that's not where I'm setting my expectation. We, we all kind of know um, where the game's at and where it's been for a while. And um, at the end of the day, I'm just not one that's into the overly controversial you know, BS that some people seem to kind of thrive on. It just, I'm an is what it is person. Um, I expect high, but I try to be realistic. So I think shields are going to be cool. I think whatever they are, even if they are fairly simple, I'm excited to see what we'll get from them. Even if that's fairly simple, we'll see. With that, a little bit of a topic I saw on the side, I've been seeing a lot of talk about should we keep all of our cosmetics from Division 1 in the Division 2? So I know this is off topic a little bit. This doesn't really fit into a category, but I've heard multiple opinions, seen videos, seen Twitter posts, stuff like that. And, and what's interesting about it to me is that not very often do you see or have you seen people say, hey, I unlocked that skin on Call of Duty 4. It better be in Modern Warfare 2 and I better have it unlocked. It's new game. So my opinion, if the stuff I paid for cash like the military set that you could buy at the beginning of the game. If they put that into the second one and it happens to be unlocked already, I'm not going to complain. I'm also not going to mess my pants. If it's not, I'm already seeing some of the, the typical figures, you know, hyping everyone up and getting everyone ready um, to be mad so that they get more clicks about this issue. It's just, it shouldn't be a big deal. It just shouldn't. It's going to be made into one if it's not there. But it's one of those things where, like many other topics in this game, you know, people know what's coming. Or they can at least guess pretty well. And if the thing comes that, they're, that they know, it really shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, maybe it's kind of a bummer, but it's also not the end of the world. But what you're seeing sometimes is particular people or groups know that but don't care because you know they have an agenda or whatever and that's fine it's their right they can do their thing the people who enjoy them enjoy that cool not the business i'm in it never will be it's not because i'm a shill it's not because i'm overly forgiving or give them too much credit it's because i'm an adult person who understands things and doesn't enjoy spending my life being upset 
and upsetting others for my own personal gain. But to each their own, as they say. Division news. Obviously, without the state of the game, peaked around a bit. There wasn't a whole lot I found. It's kind of a quiet time right now. I think we all know that. Global event blackout is ending. As of the recording of this, uh, in less than 24 hours. I personally loved it. The one inhibition I have is that we've had it for so long. I don't really know what it's going to be like to go back to the regular game. I'm so used to being so powerful, especially with my tactician build. I'm, I've just gotten used to it. I've gotten used to being incredibly powerful. So, you know, we'll see. It's, you know, it's going to be fine. I was enjoying the game before. I'll enjoy it after. I did finish my striker set. Pretty pumped about that. I got the backpack I've been looking for forever, and I think I have enough gear to go in and have a, um, I'm going to do a 6K and a 9K stamina set, and I think I'm going to do the 9K as a PvE build, and then the 6K as a PvP build. Maybe. We'll see. I might do them both PvE. Let's be honest, at this point, I have no desire to play PvP unless there's some kind of balancing coming sometime soon. Um, there's obviously still people who are enjoying it. That's awesome. Not my thing. Just, I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, global event onslaught. Supposedly, uh, you know, you know, there's some information out there that we may know um, what sets are coming. I'll wait until we get an official word to talk about it. Um, I suspect it'll be next month. I can't imagine it's going to be the end of this month. At the same time, I would be surprised if it's out during E3 because that wouldn't make too much sense, but maybe it would. I don't know. So we'll see. I hope it's not during uh, the E3 week because I won't be able to play. So we'll see. Um, that mechanic, I didn't play the PTS. And so the people who did and I've talked to enjoyed it. They thought it was cool. I'm a little hesitant about it because it seems like it's like busy work. It seems like it's kind of um, cheesy or whatever from reading it. Now I'm being told by people I trust, and people that you probably trust, that it, it's fun and that it's a good time and that it's a neat mechanic. So um, I'm excited. I'm ready to do it. And then we'll start the GEs all over again up until that, uh, what, September timeline that we've been given and then we see what happens after that right so that's what i have with that when it comes to community news uh, the only community news i really had or that i could kind of find from browsing through everything was the rogue 29 deal if you don't know what that is i highly suggest checking it out looking for it basically it's a deal where, where people are taking a fourth character or a second they're taking an extra character only leveling them to 29 by playing all of the story missions and missions that you can get um, either medical wing, security wing, or technology wing stuff. So when you get to 29, you have everything unlocked and you don't get there early, which is possible if you do all the side missions. They're getting to 29 and they're ending the single player campaign. They're not playing any more in the LZ or any missions or anything like that. They're only going into the dark zone and they're just gearing up in there and they're making builds. And what you get from this is no classified gear. 
and not even gear sets or exotic weapons because level 29 doesn't have access to those. So what you get is this quote unquote pure experience of no striker builds, no nomads, no Predmark, you know, none of that. You're, you're seeing people wearing savage gloves and you're seeing people, you know, have these builds that harken back to a earlier time in the game. Um, and people seem pretty nutty about it and I'm excited to jump in and do it. Um, I have a character, it's actually my Bay Diesel character that I, I don't remember what level it's on, but it's around 10 or so. So I think much of this week for me is going to be spent getting that up to 29 and trying to do it the right way and then um, still being awful at PvP. So, but in a way that will feel like I lost because of shooting and not because of other things. My goal is actually to do a sniper build. Um, I'm not particularly good at sniping, but just that idea sounds fun. There's also some people running like electronic builds because they're very powerful. Sticky bombs and things like that um, are very powerful in the level 29 PvP game. Uh, one shot hits can happen. So I'm excited to kind of check that out. And you should be too. Um, I'm doing it on Xbox. I'm happy to have help or friends. Uh, a lot of people are doing it on PC and I've seen some PS4 people as well. So that's my advice there. So for my speculation piece, I'm going to dig down into the dirty. I'm going to go against my normal self, but not really. Um, people have been asking me to kind of talk about that I do tend to be very positive. I do tend to be a very uh, glass half full, uh, bright side of the, the fence, you know, kind of person. Um, I've kind of been getting some, some questions from people like, you know, what you're, you're pretty forgiving. You're pretty into what's going on. What could they do to really mess things up for you? So my honest answer is, I don't know if I have to be totally transparent they they would have to, to to pretty significantly mess up and and really get bad about something to have me really turn um if you really know me and if you have especially private conversations with me you'll know i'm not without criticism of this game and the way it is just most of that i spend in actual conversations with people who either work for the game or on the game or people who I feel like I'm close to and I can have a back and forth with. I'm not one that sees the value of just spewing things into the air because I feel like that's very rarely, a, a, um, I feel like that very rarely has a constructive purpose. Um, unfortunately, I think, especially in this community, it's very often to get clicks and to get attention because I think there's even some examples where the things being spewed that are negative, uh, the person doesn't even believe or think is true, but they know the reaction they're attempting to get, even from people like myself. I just really try to require people to have reasons and logic behind opinions they have especially when they seem to go out of their way now that said where can it go wrong i think from similar conversations i've had with people who 
are big fans of games like Destiny 2, I think that's nearly a blueprint of what could go wrong with Division 2. Uh, Battlefront 2 as well. I, I know that there's this, this thing where there's there these groups of people who are pro loot box, probably including myself, who think they're great and they love that they're hooking people with gambling addictions and children with their parents' credit cards and that we are just so excited that, you know, this is happening and that Ubisoft gets to make millions of dollars off of it. That's not true. I've, I don't like loot boxes. I'd prefer if they didn't exist. I'd be more than overjoyed if they didn't exist. I loved paying for that military pack when the game came out. I didn't need it. It would have not, it didn't change my game experience at all. But if you look at my characters over the time, at least one piece of that that I bought has probably been on my character for over two years and over 3,500 hours. And I'm more than happy that I did it. When the loot boxes, the encrypted caches as we know them were introduced, there, there was a, a lot of talk about it, right? My opinions are pretty well known on it, and my opinions of how criticism was done over this is pretty well known. I'm not a big fan of how some of the louder voices handled themselves during this, because I think they saw this as an opportunity um, to be heard and maybe lost some of the actual purpose of being heard. I do believe there was good intent, but beyond that, the system that was introduced, I don't think is bad. I think it's as good as you could ask for, especially when compared to other games and other systems being put out at a similar time. What you don't want to see in the Division 2, including myself, is anything game impacting. So Battlefront 2 is the obvious example, where you could literally just, you, know, you got things faster and easier than other people because you paid money, and you could beat people easier and faster because you paid money. That's stupid. That's awful. If they do that in division two, I'll be livid. And how I express that, I don't know. I haven't had to do that yet. I will promise that how I do it will be calm, cool and collected. Um, but if I'm not satisfied with the way things are handled, then it may not be as private as I've been with other issues. What also isn't acceptable to me is even what Destiny 2 did with things like shaders and even the like XP boost and stuff like that. I'm not really into that. I, I don't think that's necessary. It's just the, 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 the general comment I saw on that was why do you want people to get through your content faster? Because it implies that the content isn't worth playing. And I completely agree. I think that's, 1000% true. So that's definitely a thing that, you know, could go wrong with the game for me. If, if the, if the system we have for monetization of the long term of the game is similar to what we had now, do I think it's perfect? I don't, do I think it's better than what could have been done? Absolutely. Do I think 
the other Ubisoft games that have come out recently have done it well as well. Sure. Far Cry 5, I saw some stink about that with ammo. I remember when it first came out, people were moaning and groaning about not enough ammo and that, you know, it's in, it was encouraging people to pay money so they could reload. Uh, like the planes and stuff, when you fire off the missiles, you have to pay in-game currency to get the missiles back. When I was playing through the game, especially early in the game, I took it as a, don't just go Rambo on everything. You You have a limited amount of ammo. Now, once you level, once you get, I would say, past towards the end of the first area of that map in Far Cry 5 that you complete of the three, by the end of the first one, I think you never really think about ammo again for the rest of the game. At least I didn't. It was not, it was not even, I had more money than I could spend. I'd bought all the guns I wanted. I was getting stuff for free, guns and vehicles and things like that. I mean, I could have, but you can also, there's also the stuff that you can do to earn money is fun hunting, stuff like that. Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't have an issue with their system. Now that game's a little different because there's no multiplayer, so that's a purely single-player experience. But even then, its system is very similar. You can see so far what Ubisoft's way of doing this is, and I don't think it's a bad thing. If that changes... My opinion can change. I won't be blind to that. I don't want to be. And if I am, I'm happy to have that pointed out and discussed. But so far, I'm good. But it is something I think people need to be aware of. I also think, like when it comes back to the cosmetics thing, we need to be realistic. We need to be adult. I don't really know if anyone really wants 600 items carried over into the next game. If you do, we have different expectations. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Dealing with the same problems that we've had in this game can be another thing that can go wrong. If we jump into Division 2 and a couple days in, people get to the end game, quote unquote, and there's nothing to do. That's a problem. That was a problem with the first one. And just the way that Destiny 2 should have learned lessons from Destiny 1, Division 2 has to learn lessons from Division 1. It's, it's really, it, it is, I will say it's, it is unacceptable for them not to learn. Is there a line of understanding and, and real realism or being realistic here, or maybe not everything's going to be perfect when division two comes out? Of course, it's not going to be perfect. I can't think of a game that's come out in my memory that came out perfect. At least now we get continued support on them. You used to just get a game and that was it. If there was something that sucked in it that didn't work well, well, hopefully the sequel is better. So if there are issues, I have faith that they'll get worked on. That said, you know, when Division 2 comes out, will it be the same situation as 1, where literally either immediately or even before it comes out, will they be working on the next iteration? Or will this one be more of a long-term plan? That's what I think. I think that Division 2 is going to be meant to be a much longer experience. Um, than Division 1 ever was. I suspect Division 1's gone on longer than they expected support for it. It seems that way to me. Maybe not. Maybe this is exactly according to plan, but I kind of doubt it. But issues like... We, we just can't have those networking issues again. It, it can't happen. Um, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. 
but that should be the goal. But it can't be the same stuff that you know we've dealt with for the last two and a half years. Of, uh, I mean, I'm sure for two and a half years they've known what the issues are. I, I have no doubt in my mind that they know why we have the issues we have with that cause like the chicken dance stuff, the the lag stuff, and all that. And I say lag, I know that's an extremely general term. I, I don't understand networking infrastructure. I don't know how it works. I know enough to understand why it still isn't great or perfect. Not that it can be, but it still, it has to be better. It, it's as simple as that. I, I assume when Julian Garrity said, you know, we decided to do a true sequel because they're, you know, a fresh start. There are issues that we just had to start over on stuff like that. I, I have to imagine that the networking side of things had to be number one. It should have been number one because even for someone like me who primarily plays PVE content, it still does affect me. Not the, the, the consequences may not be as bad, but it's still there. That said, you know, a part of me hopes that they focus a lot more on making sure the PVE experience, I'm obviously biased, but that the PVE experience is amazing because I, I'm 1000% positive that right now, and I still don't think that in the future there's ever a competitive intent with the division when it comes to PVP. I don't think there needs to be when you have games like rainbow six that in many, many ways have been designed from the ground up to be a competitive ESL shooter. You don't need a game like the division, an RPG, a light RPG to, to fill that role. It doesn't need to, but what you do need is for the PVP to be a dynamic and fun and interesting way to play the game. So while I don't think it needs to be at the level where we have like, you know, 100 tick rates and stuff like that, like you, you know, you sometimes see in extremely competitive games where that's the goal or that's the intent, you, you do still need to provide a good experience for your game. It helps your game last longer. There's people who are still playing the division, the current game, even in a arguably not great PVP state. And that's the only reason they play. A lot of them complain about it but they still do it. So while I don't always agree or get along with that, and I think maybe even it's, I just don't get it, which is my problem more so than anyone else's. It still needs to be handled. You know, there's still not being a balance pass on the current meta sets in division one is inexcusable. It's silly. You know, the, there's a side of me that says, yeah, but development time, limited people, limited money. You know, I get that that's probably why it hasn't been done or just a fear of doing it and making things worse somehow. The other side of me says like, Hey, you know, I defended it a lot right at like right when 1.8 came out and everyone lost their stuff. Like, I, I think people misinterpret what the PTS is. They think that it's like a, a development tool. It's not, it's a, it's a testing tool for what we are getting. The only significant changes ever made in a PTS were like when they removed the seeker set and when it comes to time spent and resources allocated, that's not, you know, straight removing something is a lot different than tuning it or changing it or adding it. So I, you know, 
but that's an example of a thing that we, I, I kind of get it and I don't necessarily defend it, but the whole idea that we, we still don't have like a balance pass on the, the pretty clearly not great classified sets um, when it comes to Predmark and Nomad especially, but even Striker to a point. Those are the kind of things we can't have in the Division 2. There's other things. I'm seeing this podcast lasting quite a, around the time I like to last it to, uh, like to, to go anyways. That was nice. <laughs> so I'll move on, but those are a couple of things that I really don't think can happen in a division two. They, they shouldn't happen. And I hope more than anything, they don't quick little gaming news segment. Stay at the K two May 22nd. I will be playing that. Maybe not too much before E3 because I'm going to be pretty hyped up for division. So I still plan on doing a lot of division content over the next few weeks. And after E3, um, I suspect we'll have a release date for division two afterwards. And once we have that, I suspect I'll kind of be planning my content accordingly. But State of the K2 is something I definitely want to feature and that I plan on playing plenty on my own time. Uh, and we did get the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer, which I um, found interesting. Honestly, I was super underwhelmed. Uh, I hardly could tell a difference between it and the trailers we've already gotten. Obviously, I'm sure it was probably all new, but it since it didn't include any gameplay, I really didn't care. Um, we had a reveal of what we assume is John Marston. Uh, this is a prequel, I believe. Kind of has to be because of what happens in Red Dead Redemption, but I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be an amazing game. I've already seen some concerns about the monetization and stuff. I mean, yeah, like the Grand Theft Auto Online, I've never even touched it. I've never even logged in as far as I know. I have zero interest in it. And I actually never even finished Grand Theft Auto V. I kind of got bored with it, um, which was weird because I've been up ever since Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City and San Andreas and Four. I was a pretty dedicated player. Um, and Five just never really caught me the way that those games did. And maybe for multiple reasons. But Red Dead Redemption was one of my favorite games ever. I would say it probably was my favorite game ever before The Division. So I'm obviously excited about the sequel. I hope that they continue the trend that they did, even with Red Dead Redemption. Of you know, The side activities were fun. There was weird, random stuff happening. The hunting was fun. You know, Doing that stuff was a real blast. I actually plan on playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption before, you know, later this year, before the sequel comes out, because it received the Xbox One X patch. Uh, it's 4K now, which is just super exciting. So that's why I have for the seventh episode of the Echo Cast. It got a little ranty. If you're still here, I really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, almost everywhere. Should be Bond Diesel, Bond Diesel under everything. Check me out. I'm also on Twitch. I stream five, six, sometimes only four times a week, but I'm pretty consistent. You'll see that schedule on Twitter. And that's what I have for today. Until next time, this was Bond Diesel.
Peace.